From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. WIC 12, Day 16, Feb 7, 2012. The answer, yes. We'll have more on that in just a moment, including... Hack the Tube, a trip to the edge of space by Teen Ham, Erin King, AK4JG. Erin of Georgia may only be a teenager, but she has already left a very positive imprint in our world of amateur radio. Cheryl Lask, K9BIK, has the details on Erin's magic carpet ride to the edge of space and the video that's taking the ham radio community by storm. Erin King, AK4JG, has posted a video of her recent amateur radio high-altitude balloon mission for the Hack the Tubes project. This for the Massachusetts Institute of Technology's class of 2016's early admissions program. And when you see it, you will find it hard to believe that both the flight and the video are the work of a very, very talented teen. According to AK4JG, she decided to send her tube to the edge of space by turning it into an amateur radio high-altitude ballooning project. To accomplish this, Aaron used two GPS and APRS-equipped transmitters for payload tracking. One of these signed the call, AK4JG-11, and the other beaconed her father's call sign of K4ETY-11. Each one sent out position packets from the tube so Aaron could follow it on the ground. Also on board the tube-shaped payload was an Earth-viewing GoPro Hero camera shooting high-definition video and captured some breathtaking video of the entire flight it did. Aaron's payload was carried aloft by a helium-filled 800-gram weather balloon. Takeoff took place on January 16th at around 1 p.m. Eastern Time from Lumpkin, Georgia. The entire flight from launch to landing lasted about two hours. That is all compacted to eight and a half minutes, during which Aaron's video takes you from initial payload assembly of the trackers to the edge of space at over 90,000 feet, and to recovery of the payload from where it landed in a pine tree. The video is set to the music of Circuit by Sonic Adventure Project. There is no narration. Instead, Aaron, in her very professional video editing skill, lets the pictures tell the entire story. You can see it for yourself by taking your web browser to tinyurl.com forward slash ak4jg dash balloon dash video for the amateur radio newsline i'm cheryl lasik k9bik in zion illinois erin's video is sure worth a look you'll be glad you did and it begs the question whatever happened to the vks from five and two that used to experiment with ballooning haven't heard anything from there from the uh, time they were going to send a cockroach into space Another space story, this time from the West, and to mark the 50th anniversary of the Perth City of Light, the Hills Amateur Radio Group will make an ARIS contact, taking resources from around the globe to make this possible. Here's Ono, VK6, FLAB. In the middle of the night, Dick, Alpha Hotel 6 November Mike, and Mike, November 6, Golf Oscar Zulu, will be running their ARIS tracking station, pointing their antennas at the International Space Station, and directing the feed across the globe to Perth, where we'll be sitting in the shade of the big screen at the Northbridge Piazza. Mike tells us he's going to be fine with our Aussie slang, since he was born in Bris Vegas, and he went to school in Tumby. He also knows his station inside out since he was one of the hams responsible for building the trekking facility. He's had a bit of a Hawaii rub off on him. He's been there since the late 70s, so we'll have the best of both worlds. Welcome aboard, or as Mike put it, 7-3 and aloha. February 20th, festivities start from 5pm on the Northbridge Piazza. 
Thanks, Ono. Now, a little closer to ground. Agenda item 1.23, 500 kilohertz at WRC 12, day 16. And progress through committee 4 was a little easier than they expected. And the frequency band 472 to 479 kilohertz will be allocated to the amateur service on a secondary basis. This is subject to no further objections being received during WRC 12. For all information on WRC 12, the only two or three places to go, the best one of course is the Twitter account of the IARU president, but then there's also the RSGB, where we got that news story from, and the ARRL itself. Speaking of Twitter, Twitter Telegraph is a reality. Just when you think you know about technology convergence, along comes the simple Ordinio project. It involves a Morse key, somewhat an old switch, with a new use in the form of modern Twitter. Becoming a Twarse key, you can send standard Twitter messages through a LAN cable and decoder. The Adanio project includes the source code, hardware, schematics and building instructions. Check out the Twitter account of Twarsky to read some examples sent from the actual device. All information, all points of contact, of course, in this audio edition of WIA National News. Best found when you subscribe to the text edition and have it automatically downloaded or by going to wia.org.au. Virtual tour of ARRL headquarters station. On the 12th of February, that's today, amateurs worldwide will be able to enjoy a virtual tour of the station at ARRL headquarters in a live webcast starting at 2200 UTC, February 12. W1AW, the Hiram Percy Maxim Memorial Station at ARRL headquarters in Connecticut, has appeared in many logs. Anybody with an internet connection will now be able to watch the tour. Always good to hear how activity goes at events published here through WIA News. This report from the VK4 Wine and Ham Fest actually came from our good friends at Summerland where a number of SARC members attended this most enjoyable ham fest up in VK4. McGlagan, 83 kilometres northwest of Toowoomba and about 400 kilometres from Lismore drew their attention. And a very good day was had with 76 visitors logging in and 11 exhibitors. Great hall, variety of gear there, including wine tasting, catering, and showing was a video of a lot of hard work building the 1989 Bunyam Mountains repeater. Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club assessors have conducted amateur exams in Burnie. The end result is that a new member has passed the foundation licence, Rachel Rawlings, and has applied for the call VK7FRMR. Please make Rachel welcome when you hear her on the air in the near future. And anybody wishing to acquire a foundation or other licence or upgrade can contact the club's learning organiser, Keith Winkler, VK7KW. As I'm sure all will understand, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's activities this month are filled with preparation for our field day at Wyong Racecourse in just two weeks' time. However, this does not stop other club activities completely. In the amateur television world, we are now transmitting regular test broadcasts on VK2RTG on 444.250 MHz. These consist of educational videos and are well worth a look. For those in the Central Coast area, point your horizontally polarised 70cm beam towards Carrion and connect up your normal TV set each Monday and Tuesday from 7.30pm for an hour of interesting video. 
Then call in at 9pm on VK2RAG on 146.725 to give your reception report. This is an important action as we are upgrading the VK2RTG amateur television repeater to digital TV output. The new terrestrial digital transmitter will be on display at the field day and then installed into operation soon after. Another repeater action is also well in progress. The CCARC 6 meter repeater is just awaiting the final update to the controller software and then it will come on air from our newly expanded repeater building at Summersby and promises to cover a large area from its high location. This repeater will have the ability to be linked to one of our 70cm repeaters to allow crossband operation for standard and advanced calls. On the HF band, the club's tri-bander and rotator are down for maintenance, but soon will be back up again at a higher level than before, so that VK2AFY, the club's base call sign, will be stronger than ever. The club has recently taken part in the VHF and UHF field day in January and plans to enter the John Moyle contest th this coming March. So we're active in contests as well as everything else. The other thing is when we are long into preparations for the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend in August and already having booked our location of Nobby's Head Lighthouse at Newcastle. For details about what is happening at the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, please refer to our two websites, ccarc.org.au for club news and fieldday.org.au for all you could want to know about the CCARC Field Day at Wyong Racecourse. 73s, this is Ed, VK2ARE, on behalf of the CCARC. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Toowoomba, it can be heard on VK4 RDD on 14675 MHz at 9am on Sunday morning. I'm Dave, VK4 LED. What use is an F-call? Recently I had a discussion with a Foundation licensed amateur who told me that he had some limited success in making contacts using 10 watts but that he longed to have more power to get out and make better contacts. While I understand the sentiment, I know from personal experience that it just isn't true. You don't need oodles of power to smack the audio against the receiver at the other end. Now I'd be the first to admit that propagation is a bit of a mystery to me at the best of times, but my solution to that is to sit tight, listen, and when lots of stations turn up at my doorstep as it were, that is, I can hear lots of people calling, I've got a great chance of getting through. What was little more baffling to me was that this amateur, as I said in F-Call, had not really found a way to discuss his issues with any other amateurs. He'd been pretty isolated, and only in discussing the issue with other F-Calls did he start investigating further. I'd like to encourage you to ask around. Look who else is on air near you, and talk to them about what you're seeing. The more people you talk to, the more you learn, and the more you have a chance of getting to the magic point where you can get those elusive contacts on HF using your F-Call. As I've said in the past, I'll continue to say, power is not the answer. What you do with what you have is what makes the difference. Low power operation doesn't need to be a frustrating exercise in futility. QRP stations are doing this all the time. Mostly, it's a matter of attitude. Don't be shy. The amateurs around you who have their standard or advanced license needed to learn their craft too. 
I'm Ono, VK6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha, Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, SARL, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Central Philippines earthquake. Communications have been set up on HF as the emergency activity of amateur radio becomes established in the earthquake and landslide hit areas. Chief Operating Officer for IARU Society PARA, Eddie Valdez DU1EV, said that HAM Emergency Radio Operations, HEROES, has activated the emergency frequencies of 144.740 MHz and 7.095 MHz. They have established their command centre on board the Philippine Coast Guard Search and Rescue Vessel, BRP Davao del Norte. Heroes have been busy forwarding traffic from the disaster areas to Cebu and Manila. In Manila, Heroes operatives Butch DU-1RP and Lito DU-1PA have set up camp at the National Disaster Risk Reduction Management Council under the Department of Defence. They are active on HF and they act as liaison between the disaster area and NDRRMC Command Centre in Manila, reported Eddie DU-1EV. ARRL Volunteer Tour Guides when you visit ARRL headquarters in Newington, Connecticut, the first smiling face you're likely to see is a tour guide. ARRL's tour guide program now includes 19 volunteers who donate thousands of hours of their free time per year, giving tours to hundreds of visitors. ARRL's tour guides are an integral part of the ARRL. When not giving tours, they're busy accomplishing tasks in various HQ departments sorting QSL cards, working on special projects in the lab, updating the periodicals archive and much, much more. VLA to be renamed Carl G. Jansky, VLA. The world's most famous radio telescope will become the Carl G. Jansky Very Large Array on March 31st. This to honour the founder of radio astronomy, which is the study of the universe using radio signals naturally emitted by objects in space. The National Radio Astronomy Observatory announced the new name for the National Science Foundation's Very Large Array at the American Astronomical Society's meeting in Austin, Texas. The new name will become official at a rededication ceremony at the radio telescope site in New Mexico. The new name was selected from among 23,000 suggestions, submitted by over 17,000 people from more than 65 countries. The National Radio Astronomy Observatory had asked the public and the astronomical community to suggest names that reflected both the proud heritage and the future promise of the telescope array. Interference from all India radio to the 40-meter band has been eliminated. Amateur Radio Newsline Cheryl Lassick, K9BIK, has the details. Cheryl. Wolfgang Heidel, DK2OM in Segbach, Germany, reports via the IARU Region 1 website that back last December 1st, he and Peter Jost, HV9CET of Zurich, Switzerland, noticed a band of white noise-like interference on 40 meters, this from 6.960 to 7.040 megahertz, and also on 7.820 megahertz, and showing up every evening. Calculation by DK2OM showed the center of the spurious emissions was expected to be on the center, 7.410 megahertz. From this point, the German and Swiss departments of post and telecommunications became involved. 
both offices filed official complaints to their counterpart in India. VU2 GMN assisted by filing a personal complaint. On January 13th, the transmitter located near the city of New Delhi was reported as having been repaired, and all traces of this source of interference to 40 meters were gone. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Asik, K9BIK in Zion, Illinois. CQ Communications and the ARRL have signed an agreement to begin providing support for CQ-sponsored operating awards by the ARRL's logbook of the World Electronic Confirmation System. CQ's awards will be the first non-AWRL award supported by Logbook of the World and will be phased in beginning with the CQ WPX award. Additional CQ awards will follow. The target date for beginning Logbook of the World support for WPX is April 1st. Amateurs will be able to use Logbook of the World logs to generate lists of confirmed contacts to be submitted for WPX credit. Standard Logbook of the World credit fees and CQ award fees will apply. The ARRL's Logbook of the World is an interactive database recording contacts between radio amateurs created in 2003 and has been adopted by 47,500 radio amateurs worldwide. It already has records of 400 million contacts and grows weekly. Jan Mayen Island could soon head to the top of the DX world's most wanted list. This as the result of a recent decision by the Norwegian government that declared most of Jan Mayen a nature reserve and banned landings and camping on most of the island. Now this means that tour operators can no longer visit since the main landing area is part of the reserve. The only places left on the island which could be used as landing and campsites are in the very extreme southern part of Jan Mayen, which suffers from extreme weather conditions. Amateur radio operations may still be possible from the two locations, but both are difficult to get to due to stormy seas and other severe weather conditions. As such, it now appears that the recent JX5O operation was probably the last major de-expedition to Jan Mayen for many years to come. Now, there is a chance that hams who might be assigned as staff members at the island's Olankan base will be able to activate Jan Mayen. Late word is that LA9JKA is to be there beginning March the 22nd. He's expected to stay until March 2013. But what plans he has to operate from the island at this point is unknown. Yezu is hinting that they'll be coming out with new digital voice gear for amateur radio. A new pamphlet discussing amateur digital radios shows the new Vertex Standard APCO P25 commercial radios, as well as new amateur radios based on the C4FM FDMA digital audio system commonly known as Moto Trobo. The pamphlet makes it appear that Yezu will be offering amateur gear based on the Moto Turbo digital standard sometime this year. The new Vertex radios look identical to their Motor Trolla counterparts. Our guess will be that any launch of such project would likely take place at the Dayton Hamvention in mid-May. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Across Australia and the world via the internet, this is VK1WIA and you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the central coast of New South Wales, it can be heard on the CCARC repeater VK2RAG on 146.725 at 10am every Sunday morning. This is Ed, VK2ARE, on behalf of the Central Coast ARC. See you at Wyong. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au News, talk and radio sport here with VK1WIA.
Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column. Dateline 2012. VK John Moore Memorial Field Day, March 17 and 18. Worldwide Fist Titanic Sprint, April 15. VK AMCW on Anzac Day, April 25. VK Trans Tasman Contest 80 Metres SSB, May 5. Irish Radio Transmitter Society 80th Anniversary IRTS will be celebrating its 80th anniversary this year, 2012. Details of a worldwide contest, CQIR, to take place on St Patrick's Day, Saturday the 17th of March 2012, have been announced, and full rules and information are available on the IRTS website. SARL Leap Year Challenge you are invited to take part in the Leap Year Challenge on Wednesday the 29th of February 2012 and make as many contacts as you can on this day. This challenge has been published around the globe but we are not sure if it is open to hams worldwide or just South Africa. However, it is a challenge and looks great fun. Central African time on the 29th, all bands with phone, CW and digital activity. Work a station once only regardless of band, mode or call sign. Awards RSGB Commonwealth Century Club Jubilee Award 2012 2012 is the Queen's Diamond Jubilee and mindful that the Queen is the head of the Commonwealth of Nations, we are pleased to announce a new operating award for 2012. To qualify for an attractive certificate, all you need to do is work as many different countries and call areas on the Commonwealth Century Club list during 2012. Certificates will be awarded for working 60 and 100 different call areas. Use any mode or bands you like, and QSL cars are not required. Now to broadcast, monitoring, SWL and scanner news. NHK to sell analogue transmitter facilities. Japan's NHK is in talks to sell some 1,050 analogue broadcasting stations it no longer uses to SoftBank Mobile Corp. The mobile phone service provider will use the stations rendered obsolete by the nationwide switch to digital broadcasting last July. Mostly as cell towers in mountainous areas because of complaints about reception in rural areas, the sources said on Thursday. By improving its network, the carrier hopes to gain an advantage in the competition for radio bands for next-generation high-speed data communications that might be allocated by the Internal Affairs and Communications Ministry later this month, they added. The public broadcaster put the facilities up for bid in December and found SoftBank Mobile was the only bidder, the sources said. The deal is estimated to be worth several hundred million yen. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. Fists marks a milestone. The organisation that supports the use, preservation and education of Morse code is called FISTS. And as VK3PC tells it, it's been doing a sterling job for 25 years. Available to members are anniversary mugs from England and T-shirts that have been produced in the United States of America. Other collectibles are likely to be planned. The mugs are from Robert Walker, M0BPT of the UK FISTS, while the T-shirts, that's the limited edition T-shirts in shades of grey, with the 25th birthday logo screwed on them, are from Nancy Cott, WZ8C of US Fists. Fists, the CW Club, 
also known as the International Morse Preservation Society, began in 1987. It's organised through area chapters and still going very strong. Its members can be heard particularly on 1.808 MHz, 3.528, 7.0 2.8, 10.118, 14.058, 18.058, 21.058, 24.918 and 28.058 MHz. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Some Bandelasat amateur radio operation may resume. Ingenuity and innovation by the Sumbandelasat ground control team has resulted in bringing the satellite back to life, with a real possibility that amateur radio communication may resume while the satellite is in sunlight. The ground stations at Sansa Space Operations are receiving telemetry when the satellite solar panels are illuminated by the sun. Johan Lochner, ZR1-CBC, said that in early June 2011, for an unknown reason, but probably related to a major radiation event on the 7th of June, the primary controller on the power distribution unit powering the onboard computer stopped responding to commands from the ground station. It later appeared that the battery had failed, and nothing was heard from the satellite for some time. With some Bandelasat responding when it's in full sunlight, Johann Lochner is confident that some operations will be restored, even to the point it may be possible to do some imaging and have amateur radio transponders back in operation. However, a conflicting report says that some Bandelasat fails on orbit. South Africa's Defence Web reports that the nation's second satellite, Sumbandilasat, also known as SO67, is no longer fully operational. Rob Oliver is the head of the business development at Sunspace, and he told Defence Web that although contact can still be made with the satellite, it cannot capture images, and as such, is no longer fulfilling its main purpose. Vega Student Satellite Launch Vega is now scheduled to launch tomorrow, Monday, February the 13th at 1000 hours UTC with eight student-built amateur radio satellites. The launcher will first deploy the main payload, LARES, the Laser Relativity Spacecraft, and then it will make an additional firing of the final AVM stage before deploying the secondary CubeSat payloads. Well, I hope it all goes really well for those student satellites. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Right across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide's southern suburbs, it can be heard on VK5 RAD 2 metre repeater at 0900 hours local. I'm Steph, VK5 HSX, on behalf of the South Coast Amateur Radio Club. Again this week we'll let... Ed, VK2 Alpha Romeo Echo from the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, take out the news service with news on Amateur Radio's Big Day Out, but also on the social scene, of course continuing until the 17th of February, World Radio Conference in Geneva, and as we heard, it looks like that the LF band is going to be ours. Feb 12 in VK3, of course that's today, is Centre Victoria Hamfest at Kiton Racecourse, no doubt everybody's having a, a wow of a time down there. 
On March 18, we've got the Sewing Circle Nets Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross in VK7. It's WIA's National Field Day, April 14 to 15. May 3 to 18 in VK5 is YL International 2012. Radar and Mark Clairview Gathering, May 5 to 6 in VK4. Back to VK3, May 25 to 27. It's another big one. It's the WIA's annual conference being held in Mildura. June 8 to 11 in VK4 is FNAG, the Queensland Cassowary Coast. July 14 in VK4 is Wide Bay Hamfest at the West Meribra Scout Hall. Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest, that's at Cranbourne, July 21, VK3. And finally in VK3, November 12, is Spark Hamfest, that's at Rosebud by the Bay. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. Hi, this is Ed, VK2ARE from the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. To remind you that it's just two weeks until Amateur Radio's big day out, the CCARC Field Day at Wyong on Sunday the 26th of February. All preparations are going well and it promises to be another great event with traders, exhibitors, seminars and the great unknown of the bargains you will find in the flea market. This year we have a purpose-built car parking area with its entrance off Rose Street which will be clearly signposted upon arrival. If this is your first time heading to the big event, we also have talking using the club's 2 metre repeater VK2RAG on 146.725 MHz under the call sign VK2WFD. That's VK2 Wyong Field Day. No one can predict the weather at the moment. We're hoping for a sunny day, but rain or shine, the event will go ahead. So here's looking forward to a memorable day. See you all there. 73s from Ed and the CCARC. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.